Welcome to Maximal Being, a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goals. And I'm Jackie P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on to the show. You know, it's uh, it's funny you bring up YouTube because, uh, you know, one thing that I, I I used to do on YouTube is before, you know, I, I'll tell everyone my old school routine. I used to wake up. This is when I used to use Aaron Graham's famous body composition competition workout plan. Okay. I used to wake up at four at a 30-minute bus ride, and I would listen to nothing but these motivational videos of like dudes yelling you gotta do it you gotta <laughs> want it more than everyone if you don't do it you're soft and all this stuff <laughs> and just like get myself you know into like you know mode right because yeah, i'm extremely competitive yeah, right sure. pop it up mode right but uh, you know I, I noticed that you also had uh an interesting perspective on like ditching motivation in willpower right like sometimes like that's not the the only way to kind of mm-hmm. get yourself consistently in like a routine for me, that's how I had to do it. Cause I had to basically slap myself around right, right. a couple of times. Yeah. Right. But yeah. that may not be for everyone. Well, no, no, actually, I think we're going to say the same thing once you understand my point. So my point is not that motivation is bad, but Mm -hmm. my point is that a motivation is sort of akin to an emotion as in it ebbs and flows. And Mm -hmm. so you have to know when is it going to ebb and when is it going to flow? So at four in the morning, you probably need a motivational speaker to pump you up because your, your own internal motivation is sort of like, oh, it's four in the morning. So my problem, when I say that I want people to ditch motivation, what I, what I mean is I want them to ditch relying on motivation to see them through because it just won't. So I'll give you an example. It's better if I just give you an example. January 1st, you're like, I'm so motivated. It feels very powerful. This year, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat right. All the vegetables, all the water. You don't create a plan of how it's going to happen. You don't get a fitness buddy. You don't you know, decide how you're going to meal prep. You don't do any of the advanced planning stuff. You're just like, I'm motivated. And the problem with that is, there's a cognitive distortion called present bias. So present bias is basically this idea that however you feel in the moment is how you think you're always going to feel, which is just lies. It's not. Everybody, <laughs> even the most motivated person will feel slightly less motivated at some times, right? Like I don't always feel like jumping up and doing a workout. Now I always do the workout because I'm consistent, but I'm not consistent because I'm necessarily motivated. I'm consistent because I've built good habits. I have an environment around me that helps me succeed. And because I understand how the brain works and I understand that I'm not going to always be motivated. So when I feel that motivational low, I can say to myself, Kathleen, you're just human. You don't feel motivated, but guess what? It doesn't matter if you feel motivated, you're still going to do the workout. Whereas a lot of people, what they feel is in order to do the workout, they have to be motivated. Like the, they feel that the emotion has to precede the action. And that's where I'm like, no, it doesn't. You can feel as unmotivated as you want, but if you have a fitness buddy waiting for you, then you have to, you know, put your clothes on. Meet the buddy. So my point is don't rely on motivation. Use it when you feel it, use it to set you up, set yourself up for success, to create systems that will aid your future self. Um, Systems like having a fitness buddy, like scheduling things into your calendar, like getting all the crap out of your house, right? So now that like a food example of this would be like, okay, you're at the grocery store and you're like, oh, that ice cream looks really good. And you're like, you know what? I'm totally going to be disciplined enough to not eat that ice cream. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get a really small bowl, maybe once a week. And that, you know, that tub will last me six months. And 
Now, maybe for some people they can, but for most people, it comes at 11 o'clock at night, they're exhausted, they've had a long day of people saying, don't do that, don't do this, do this, you know, bosses yelling at them or whatever. And then they're like, they're tired and they eat the tub or half the tub or whatever. They eat some of more of it than they want. And then they feel like crap. And my lesson to my clients is that's, that's not a you problem. That's just a, you have not set yourself up for success and you don't understand your neurobiology and you don't understand how the brain works. And once you understand the brain, then you can say, okay, I know that I'm going to have periods of low motivation. And for example, at four in the morning, when I'm going into work, maybe I need to have a bunch of YouTube motivational speakers on my phone, ready teed up so that I can listen to it and that'll pump me up and that'll give me the motivation I don't quite have. And then I'll be good to go. Um, so another example of present bias would be you wake up in the morning, it's four in the morning, you're tired, right? And people, again, it's this cognitive distortion. So it's not necessarily a conscious thing, but they sort of feel like, well, if I'm tired now, I'm always going to be tired. So you snooze the alarm, you go back to bed. Once you understand that this is your brain playing tricks on you, then you can say to yourself, yeah, I feel tired now, but duh, I feel tired. I've been sleeping for six or seven or eight hours. Of course I feel tired. I'm not awake yet. What you think you're supposed to be awake at four in the morning? Like, no, that's stupid. It's not logical. So if I want to feel more awake, what do I have to do? I have to get out of bed and future me will feel better. So it's about sort of normalizing how you feel in different moments and saying like, yeah, I feel tired. I'm supposed to kind of feel tired right now, or I'm allowed to feel tired because I'm human, or I'm allowed to not be motivated. And it doesn't matter because I'm going to work out anyway, because exercise is a non-negotiable. Jackie, did you mostly listen to Terry Crew yelling at you? Because it made you think about RN Graham yelling at you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Just, uh, you know that video when he's doing the crazy workout the and he dances like 30 <laughs> seconds? He's like, that's one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was uh, going to say, what were your favorite motivational videos? I, I tell you, I had, I literally listened to them all. I'd listen to, I don't know if anyone knows Eric Thomas. Oh, no. He's like, he's, yeah, he's, he's like the hip hop preacher. He's, he was like homeless. He had, trash cans it's like his whole thing and he just he's just really aggressive it just yells at you and i just i don't know i soak it all up <laughs> like yeah wake me up this bus smells like pee because it's in philly and i just want to get out of this bus and go work out <laughs> I, I love the fact that you know yourself well enough to know what's going to pump you up and i i really think that if anybody listening gets anything from this is that you kind of it's like that socrates know thyself right and you have to mm-hmm. know what is going to be the thing for some people, those videos would make them want to punch somebody in the face for others and make th- those type of videos would make them motivated for me. And this is sort of very embarrassing and you guys can make fun of me all you want. But one of the things that's very helpful is I set my alarm across from the, across the room. It goes off. It is playing Britney Spears. I love it. <laughs> Oh, all you want. I get out of bed. And by the time I get to my alarm, I'm already dancing. You're dancing. So it it doesn't matter. So I'm awake and you know, and she's somebody I grew up with in high school. It's really, it's great memories. It's very high energy. And then, you know, by the time I get to the alarm, I'm like, I'm not going to go back to bed. Like I've already like, you know, I'm shaking my booty and I'm like ready to go. And I'm like, okay, gotta get on the treadmill. Right. So most people that sounds terrible for, but like, for me, that really works. So, and in the end, it doesn't matter as long as it works for you as, you know, obviously don't hurt somebody else in, in finding what works for you, but if, as long as it's not hurting anybody else, you know, and you can afford to do whatever the, you know, you're doing, it's about finding the tricks that will make 
you make your fitness and health a non-negotiable. Like it's all about consistency. I feel like now more than ever, I respect Britney Spears. You know, I just, I feel like, so. oh gosh, that poor woman. Well, I don't know. I feel like when people who actually, you, you seem like you actually know music. So I feel I'm always a little bit embarrassed to say this, but my joke through the entire pandemic. So uh, Canada has been very, very locked down and Toronto just actually got out of another big lockdown and now it's opening up again. And anyway, my joke through the entire pandemic, when we weren't allowed to go to, like, we weren't really allowed to travel. We weren't allowed to do, go to concerts. Like everything was closed down. And I always joked to, to everybody. I was like, the only thing that I would be willing to risk getting COVID for would be a Britney Spears concert. And then other than that, <laughs> stay at home. I'm locking myself in my yeah. house. I was like, but it's Shut her down. tour. I'm there. Yep. Hey, listen, she's free now on, you know, there might be some sort of Netflix special or something coming up or maybe a book deal. I don't know, but no. the people are waiting. I'd say people are waiting. And it's, well, well, whatever puts a smile on your face, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, we've been chatting with Kathleen and we are going to take a quick commercial break and we will be right back. What's going on, Maximal Beings? It's Doc Mock here. Many of you are returning to the gym now, but some are not going back. Regardless of what you plan, Rogue has got the right gear to fit your needs. I personally own a barbell set and love it. The black ops shorts are sweat resistant and flexible for getting deep in your squats. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com Rogue for our referral link. Order three items and they ship for free. And as usual, it's Doc Mock and I'm here to maximize your pathway to wellness. If you're stuck at home and cannot make it to the grocery store, Delivery may be the best way to stay clean and healthy. Instacart is the national leader in the direct-to-home delivery service. With numerous major chains and food from smaller stores, you can get those local veggies sent directly to your doorstep. Head on over to MaximalBean.com Instacart and maximize your nutrition today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Did you miss us? Because we missed you. We did. We've been... We did. We did. We all cried and everyone, you know, we were just consoling each other virtually. Uh, big virtual we've been, hug. Big virtual, virtual hug. There should be a <laughs> hug button on Zoom now. Uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah, listen, listen, Zoom, and they're all listening, recording. Anyway, Trademark so patent just, pending Jackie P. Incorporated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard it first. <laughs> it's on track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we've been, you know, speak with Kathleen about just, you know, really how to save yourself what did you how did you, i forget how you say you said save you from your future self did i say that right save you um, from your future well, self creating your fitter future you one moment like in this moment because this is the moment you have control over um but i do think it's sort of it's more like saving your current self from giving in to sort of your desires or your inner saboteur to go back to that sort of origin story hero's journey kind of language right we all have these we're all fighting these villains health villains you know the food pushing ant you know who's like eat mm-hmm. this this or or, but most of the villains tend to be in our own, in our own mind and our own soul. And they're the people are saying like, you can't do this, or you're going to fail. Um, or you should just eat that cookie because why even try? Like, you're always going to be fat, you know, that those, those kind of that inner self-talk. So I don't know. I think, I think success for your future self requires an ability for your current self to manage your, you know, your negative inner self-talk um, and to not let your desires of the moment steal mm. from the future you, right? Because it's so easy to think, well, I really want that. And it's like, okay, just take a pause and say, you know, is that what you need or is that what you want? And 
will your future self be happy with that, with that choice? Will your future self be proud of that choice? You know, if you go to bed tonight, are you gonna be able to lay your head down and say like, I feel good about my choices? That's, that's, uh, I like that. The desires of the moment. I, I always used to tell folks a moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. And uh, I feel like <laughs> it's definitely not as good as the, that. <laughs> that's not necessarily, it's not that that's untrue, but the problem with that is what my problem with that is sometimes the best choice is to have a beautiful piece of chocolate cake or to have, so I, I don't want anybody's takeaway from what I'm saying is to say that it's never a good idea to indulge, indulge, you know, sometimes a beautiful family dinner is exactly what you need, or, you know, to go for a date and get a little bit of ice cream and go for a walk. So it's not that, you know, listen, we have one precious life. It's worth living, you know, everything in moderation. My point more is um, is it worth it? Is it a choice that you're going to be happy with? Right. Sure. And, you know, I love certain foods. I love chocolate. So, you know, a really nice piece of chocolate or some chocolate almonds, you know, if I'm on a date with James, like we go, we have a little puppy olives, we go on a walk, get an ice cream in the summer, like that. I will love that. Um, but if I eat a tub of ice cream at home by myself, like I won't love that. So it's, it's more about like thinking, okay, is it worth it? Do I really love this food? You know, like if you're in front of a big table of desserts, you know, don't take everything, take a small amount of the thing that you love or say, I'm going to pass because I don't love any of this stuff, you know? Um, And then you have it, like actually be in the moment and enjoy it. You know, don't be watching television or doing five other things as you scarf down, you know, chips. Um, So it's, yeah. So that's the, that's the difference is like, I don't necessarily think that, that a desire is, it's not that you, you can't live in the moment and enjoy things. It's it's more that you don't want to do it mindlessly and you don't want to do it in a way that, that doesn't, I don't know, fulfill your, your values, you know, yeah, be mindful about it, right. Make it, make it worth it. Exactly. Do you love it? Yeah. Is it worth it? Yeah. Make it a choice. Make it a choice. I think the thing is, if I was going to sum it up, it's just like be intentional about it really. Right. Cause so often we make choices that are so like almost below our level of uh, consciousness. It's just like, we're scarfing, you know, you walk by your coworkers desk while when we weren't all virtual and sort of like scarfed food off the desk or, mm-hmm. you know, parents will say to me all the time, like their kids will be eating and they're sort of like nibbling off the kid's plate or like, so, or you're, you're cooking for your family and you sort of eat a dinner before you even serve the dinner. So it's more like just making sure that your choices are intentional. I, I was just going to say that I think olives and all the puppies out there, the COVID puppies are like the ultimate health motivation. Like Absolutely. if you let a dog dictate your, your movement schedule you will be in good shape because yeah. those puppies can move. So thank well, you, puppies. Well, yeah, all have, well, so so important for movement and just also just that unconditional love and the look mm-hmm. with all of looks at you and it's like, oh my god, I want to go for a walk. Talk about fun. Yeah. But she's going to have a rude awakening when our world. <laughs> no, because yeah. we got her right before COVID. She's never had a day alone. She has James all to her, to herself. Like you know, he sits at he's a he's actually is a lawyer and he sits at his desk and like she sits on the sofa beside him and she's like sort of looking at him. And three times a day, he gets up and he goes for a walk. And oh my God, when he goes back to work, I don't know, she might go into a deep depression. If you've ever, oh ever seen a dog be depressed, but that dog <laughs> is depressed. Well, the good thing is they forget. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Dogs so, definitely improve your blood pressure and your mood. It is evidence-based. Go ahead, Jackie. Yeah. No, I, you know, you know, I got questions, right? I, I got questions. Questions. All right, mm-hmm. all right. All right. All right. So quick, quick, quick and easy question. Um, cause you've t- touched on before, but you know, we'll, 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 we'll dive deeper about it. What is your favorite exercise? Oh, okay. Well, I love my Peloton. It's 
right over there. I um, love Cody. Um, one of the things I like about Peloton is I think, as you can tell from me, I like like little sayings and inspiration. And so w- I love doing a workout and getting to feel like I'm moving, but by the end of it, I'm like, okay, that one, I'm writing that down. Um, mm. So, you know, Cody will says a lot of time, you, you know, he'll start by being like, breathe in the good stuff, breathe out the bullshit. Right. And then I will take that to my clients. I like it. Having like a stress day. I'll be like, okay, let's just take a pause before we do exercise. Let's do a day, couple deep breaths and let's, you know, breathe out your bullshit. Um, or the other day I was doing one and I think it was Jess Sims. And she said, um, when life gives you a cactus, just don't sit on it. And I love it. <laughs> bad things happen all the time. But so often we take that cactus, we we put it on a chair, we sit on it, we like rub our butt in the cactus. And then you're like, oh, my butt hurts. And it's like, why didn't you just put it on the windowsill and look at it? Like, why yeah, do you have right. to, right? Um, oh, it's just such a human thing. We're like, oh, this bad thing. Like, let's make it, let's compound the problem by making all the worst choices. So anyway, I really like my Peloton. I like, um, but I, I I think it's also a little bit of the community. Like, it, you know, I, I think it feels good to be connected, especially in, in COVID. So, um, but nothing beats running and nothing beats running outdoors, um, and looking at nature in a ravine, like, you know, it just centers me. Um, and it makes me feel, I don't know, like the best version of me. So for sure, running, running you know, Kathleen, Peloton, and then maybe Pilates and strength core. You know, Kathleen, we have a lot in common, but the one thing we don't is the running. I am a man of poor, poor knee, <laughs> knee, uh, situation my knee situation is just not you know they went hard and fast my knees are like 65 already <laughs> hence why i'm at the standing desk but you know that, what is your exercise of, that you love myself actually yeah. it's been different i used to really like just uh just like lifting heavy things like okay. squats or deadlifts or just bench pressing any of those movements um um but i've actually been getting a lot into mobility so I've been doing a lot of stretching and mobility exercises because my future self, I have a three-year-old son and I want to be able to keep up with him and roll around and do all that stuff. So it's really changed my focus of what I want to do. So I love that. And I've I love been doing that. why of, um, of your son. I think that's so important for, for everyone to find that why, like, why do they want to move? Because, uh, you know, as we said earlier, you don't always feel motivated. And, you know, if you have a son, like you're going to be tired and there's going to be a lot of mm-hmm. like, parts in your life. Right. Yep. Um, it can be easy to be like, well, this, you know, my health isn't a priority, but when you can think about the thing that you love your son and you can think, okay, I'm not just, my current self isn't just moving for me, but my current self is moving. So I can be this active dad. Like it's so much more inspiring and just get oh, yeah. You, you know, to show up for yourself every day. And, you know, I think the theme of this podcast is just that consistency. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I promised him that I'm going to pick him up until forever. So (laughs) how old he is, I want to be able to pick him up. So (laughs) it's a tall order. So I got to, you know, keep up. Um, Second question. Okay. What is your favorite uh, health book and why? Um, okay. So I can't give you one because that I'm just a, I'm a woman of very many words, um, but I can give you a couple. So I love atomic habits by James clear, um, really great for habit change. And he also is very quote unquote into this idea of the future self. He talks about every choice you make being a vote for the future you, that you want to, that mm. you um, and so I really, I like him. He has one of the things that I, that I say to my clients from him is, you know, one miss is an accident, but two is the start of a new habit, right? So one miss being wow. 
you know, eating a food you're not proud of or missing a workout or, you know, getting a bad sleep. And so the thing is, is so easy in, in fitness to spiral and to let one become two, become three, become four to sort of shame spiral and be like, well, I did it. So I'm never going to be fit. So who cares? Um, so I, I, I like to say that to clients, I feel like they really, um, jive with that. So that's, I really, really like him. He's very smart and a lot of it can be applied to health. Um, and then I really like Brené Brown's work, um, specifically, I would say the gifts of imperfection, but all of her work. And, you know, you wouldn't really think of it as a health book, but I, I actually do think it is because the tenets of her philosophy of sort of embracing vulnerability and, and living a wholehearted life, I think is what you need in order to be able to live a healthy and fit and active life for the rest of your life. You know, you can use shame to get yourself to exercise for a couple of weeks. You can use sort of that belittling self-talk will get you through, you know, we've seen enough terrible parents of kids to see that it'll work, you know, for a short amount of time, but long-term um, if you want sustainable change, it has to be within an atmosphere of self-respect and compassion and all that stuff. So she does a lot of work on the difference between guilt and shame. And I'll just quickly, I think this is a key thing, right? Like we think, well, if we're going to be nice to ourselves, well, doesn't that mean I'll just like sit and eat bonbons and watch television, mm-hmm. right? And she's like, no, the idea is that we don't want you to shame yourself, but we don't mind if you use guilt. So guilt is the behavior and shame is connected to an identity, right? So if you're a kid and you get a bad math grade, you bring it home, the parent doesn't say, well, you're just like terrible human. You're never going to be good at math. You should just like quit. That's like a shaming, connecting the bad grade to your identity. Um, What the parent would say is like, okay, well, let's get you a tutor or were you being bullied or did you not get enough sleep? So it's not that you say, well, who cares? I don't care about the math grade. Of course we care about the math grade, but we need to look at the behavior and how can we change the behavior and the environment that you're sort of existing within versus saying, well, you're just a terrible person or you're an unfit person or right. So um, yeah, I really, I, I, I love Brené Brown's work. And I Me think too. Really- I'm reading Rising Strong right now. Oh, I'm, on a Ber- yeah, I'm on a Brené Brown kick at the moment. Oh I, and Dare to Lead is, you know, so I think good. the basis, if you, if you command a team, it's like the handbook for doing that. So cool. I love that you love Brandy Brown and rising yeah. strong, you know, sort of connects to what we've been talking about at the other day of the origin story and the hero's journey. Cause that really, yes. that's what he looks at, right. The sort of phases of growth and, you know, finding your origin story and then that sort of battle and road of many trials. Um, and then the sort of coming back more transformed as a, as a human, when you rise, you know, you rise strong from, from adversity. So anyway, yeah, rising strong is great. It's great. All good books. Also, I also like to mention one, I don't think I brought it up. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Schaefer has huge calf muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I have to bring up every episode, and I think I missed it. Thanks, Dad. Uh, so you're they, they are not earned in the gym. These were given to me. That's so funny. I'm going to tell that to my osteopath because I was there and um, two sessions ago, and he was working on my calves, and he's like, Kathleen, how is it possible that you're a runner and your calves, they're so floppy? <laughs> <laughs> You would need a crowbar to move mine around. I think those, those (laughs) things are taught. Actually. (laughs) Yeah. Funny story. I I did get a massage recently and the person had to bring out those massage tools to work on the cat muscles. Yeah. 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 Oh my God, Boston is painful. It's wonderful. Yeah. It works, but oh my God. So, like I'm, he's just... so I'm jealous of your cast. Maybe you should name this uh, podcast. <laughs> Kathleen is jealous. Calf talk. <laughs> 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 That's just main takeaway. Highly caffeinated. Yeah. Yeah. 
paleo, keto, vegan, and carnivore. Maybe you've tried them all, but did you have success? Are you still doing that diet? Turns out there's not just one diet right for one particular person. By understanding how your body works and the relationship behind your body's workings and these diets, you can then approach the perfect plan for you. In the Perfect Human Diet course, we talk to you about your body's inner workings and the pros and cons of each plan. We discuss how our ancestors ate and have eaten and lay a framework to tailoring a plan that is perfect for you. To learn more about the Perfect Human Diet course, head to MaximalBeing.com courses to find out more. And as always, I'm Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your health. You cannot supplement your way to health, but there are things that we need to add to our lives that can maximize our pathway to wellness. The American diet is virtually devoid of omega-3 fatty acids, which play a major role in cardiovascular disease, gut permeability, and mental health. Personally, I take omega-3s every night and iHerb is the best place for clean, natural sources of supplements. I love the Zenwise Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement, which is free of fish burps and good for the environment. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash iHerb, that's I-H-E-R-B, and enter the code B as in boy, D as in dog, B as in boy, 5528, and receive 10% off your orders for all supplements. Maximize your supplements with iHerb. Third question. Okay. What is the craziest diet have, that you've either been on or heard of? Well, so, um, okay. So yeah, crazy, but so I don't know how honest I want to be. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> you could protect so, identities as well. You could say, you know, someone, you right. know, no, I meant more like honest <laughs> about my sort of journey. So I'll start with clients first. Um, definitely the one that I dislike the most is this Dr. Bernstein diet, but it would just basically any sort of really low calorie. So Bernstein is like 800 calories a day and you go in and you get these like shots in your arm and it's just, it's so dangerous. And I've seen so many people when they've done that in their past, and now it's just so hard for them to yeah. lose weight. And it just, well, I mean, the doctor would be able to tell us more about why it's bad, but it, it's just sets people up for such failure. Um, and yeah, so that would be the thing. Those type of diets are the things that I find, um, the most frustrating, but it's more than that. Like, it's almost like I'm angry on these people's behalf because it's not that they're not trying and, and working. They've just been, you know, created a body that is just like, oh, well, if I can survive on 800 calories, well, then I'm going to gain weight. If you put me on 1300, which is like a totally normal amount to tea, you know? So, and they just feel so much shame and frustration. And yeah, so I would say that, that. Um, and then I'm going to, I am going to be honest. I don't talk about this very much. In fact, I'm not even sure if I've ever talked about this in a podcast, but I actually think Thank it's you. really important. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I think that it's important to hear. Um, we talk a lot about sort of eating disorders in the more sort of quote unquote traditional, the ones that are known, right? Anorexia, bulimia. Um, and what is not as widely known is the idea of reds in sport. So it's relative relative exercise. Basically the idea is that you're eating enough, you're eating the amount of calories that like a normal human or a normal female in my case would eat, but you're doing like six hours, you know, of exercise a day. So relative to yeah. the amount of exercise you're doing, um, it is not enough food for you. And the reason why I think it's important to bring this up, um, 
is, and you can look, there's lots of scholarly articles on it. In fact, there was a really good podcast with Rich Roll a couple of years ago where he interviewed an elite female runner and she was talking about it. But I just think it's not given enough airtime because when you have reds and you're an athlete, um, it's you, it's very like you can pass, meaning you go out to dinner with your friends and nobody's like, Oh, Kathleen's not eating any food because you are eating food. And, you know, most women, you know, who are not active, they don't eat a huge amount. So if they have a dinner, that's, you know, three, 400 calories or whatever, and that's what you're doing then. And you're pretty healthy and they know you're pretty healthy. Then you're like, Oh yeah, that's fine. Like nobody worries about it. But the thing is, is if you've done a six hour bike ride, that is not the dinner that you should be eating. And you definitely shouldn't be uh, monitoring your carbohydrates. Right. And so that would be the other thing I see a lot is women older, you know, who come more in their thirties, forties, fifties, who've spent years way under eating carbohydrates. And that has totally messed up, um, their, their thyroid and their like, yeah, it's just too, it can be so hard on female bodies. So anyway, that would be the one that I think is sort of is goes under the radar a lot um, and is very detrimental because it, it stresses the system in very similar ways that like if you're anorexic and you should be eating 1300 calories and you eat 500 calories and there's an 800 calorie deficit, if you're exercising and, you know, burning 4,000 and should be eating 4,000 and you eat 1100, like it's a huge, still a huge deficit and it stresses your body. So I'm against any diet or exercise regime or any combo of those two that doesn't serve you as a human and serve the organism. And, um, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, listen, thanks for sharing that because, you know, I think one thing, and I, I, I think I, you know, I could agree. It's, it's, there's definitely something that isn't spoken about enough. And, you know, Doc Mock has always brought up, uh, telling folks that, Hey, when you want to start working out and start getting healthy, right everyone's natural reaction is to eat less because though this old outdated school of thought is less in less out. Right. And that's not the case, right? You need to eat more and flush your body with all these nutrient dense foods and good, healthy, you know, just vegetables. If it's a carrot, eat a carrot, right? I'm basically just regurgitating everything Doc Mock has ever told me. Yeah, that's, that's how I learned it. Yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a, you know, not to go off on too long of a tangent here, guys, but the original concept of the calorie was invented by the scientists at the turn of the century. And he basically just took tons of food over the course of 20 years in Hartford, Connecticut, and burned it to a, a cinder in something called a bomb calorimeter that measures the amount of uh, energy it takes to, to raise, you know, one liter milliliter, depending upon big K, uh, big C or little C. And then after that, he burned the excrement of people when they eat these foods and looked how much energy comes out. And then every single time after that, we, it, we took that very controlled lab environment and applied it to human beings. And we are just not that simple. And we're not living in a vacuum, right? Yeah. It may feel like it with the pandemic sometimes, but we're not living in a vacuum. Yeah, we're not that simple. That is, I love, I think that that should definitely be on a t-shirt. And I think that we need to learn how to be sort of radically honest with ourselves about how we're feeling. Like, are we feeling better? Are we feeling worse? You know, are you, do you have less energy on some crazy diet? Okay. That's a really good um, measurement that that's probably not for you. Are you, why are you making choices? Are, you know, doing intermittent fasting because of all the positive health benefits that you've read about, or are you doing it because it's a 
um, an easy way to sort of not eat and you have a history of disordered eating. And that's like, you know, again, it's like a sort of a sanctioned way of having that disordered eating. So I just, I want people to be honest with themselves. And, you know, it's different if like, let's say your exercise is 20 minutes a day of walking and some Pilates, then that, you know, that's a different thing. You're not, you don't have to be having, you know, you don't have to gorge yourself with huge amounts of food because, you know, I've said, well, don't have reds. Like it's, this is what I'm, you know, I'm saying, you know, be smart, but if you are going and doing, you know, long distance running, or you go to CrossFit or you're doing heavy weights, you know, you got to give your body what it needs. And you have to be honest enough with yourself to sort of say, am I, am I making this choice because it serves me? Or am I making this choice for some other reason, whether it's to shame myself or because I'm, maybe I'm overeating because I'm sad and really I should be phoning a friend, you know, maybe I'm overeating because I'm angry at my boss or I'm feeling shame, you know, and maybe what I really need to do is have a conversation with my, with my boss about my working environment. Like what, why are the reasons that I'm making these choices? And again, it goes back to intentionality and and honesty with yourself. That's, that's beautifully put Kathleen. Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. If if we had the time, I'd talk with you with a no, for another hour. It's just thank you for sharing every, your story with us, and thank you for your insight. Uh, we're gonna close out here. Unfortunately, you know we're out of time. Jackie P, your layman. There was no layman talk here that I had to throw a flag. So thank you both for keeping it, you know, down. Uh, actually, I'll digress. Kathleen pulled a layman flag on me when she asked about the SCOBY. So <laughs> Kathleen, congratulations. The tables have turned. Yes, <laughs> your, your your trophies in the mail. Congrats. I loved you guys, honestly. Yeah. I love your energy. I love that you Thanks. laugh. I love that you have such a wonderful connection. I think friendship is so important for health, right? So whether it's a, you you. Know, taking your dog and that's the friendship or you're having a laugh on Zoom with somebody, I just, yeah. Anyway, I've really enjoyed our chat. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping me have fun tonight. Oh, it's been our pleasure. Where can people find you, Kathleen? Um, KathleenTrotter.com is my website. You can get both my books there, Finding Your Fit and Your Fittest Future Self. Um, and I'm fit by Kathleen T on all the socials. So if you have any questions about anything, um, you reach out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you so much, Kathleen and Jackie P. As always, I'm Doc Mock. It has been a pleasure to speak to all of you. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment, because that is how we get the word out. If you have a question for one of our wonderful guests, or any one of us, you can reach us at team at maximalbeing.com. Our kombucha course, which I accessed again recently, you can make us Kobe at home, is still available for sale. And we are here to support you in whatever gut health or otherwise endeavor you may be adventuring on. And as always, I'm Doc Mock here at Jackie P and Kathleen Trotter. And we are here to maximize your health. Bye. Bye. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.